Parshas Boyrevi, chapter eleven, verse four, Perikud Pasuk Dalat. Vayomer Moshe and Moshe says, Koyomar Hashem, so says Hashem. Kachatzois halaylo. At the dividing point of the night, we'll see in the Rashi. I will go out into the midst of Egypt. When did Moshe say, uh, So said Hashem. We don't find the Pasik. We don't find in the Pasik Hashem appearing to him. We just find Paroi talking very strictly to Moshe Rabbeinu, right? And he threatens him basically. And he told him that what? That he's gone, shouldn't see him again. And Hashem, but then Hashem says to Moshe, uh, and then he will send you away. And also tells him about the mitzvah of going to borrow the clay, the clay chesev and the clay zov. He tells him to go ahead and borrow all the stuff from the Egyptians, and they should go out with a great fortune. But then, the other part of the uh, what he's telling him now about the Makas Bechiris, that doesn't say here in this passage over here that Hashem is telling, telling, telling it to him over here. Uh, over there it just says that um, uh, when Moshe Rabbeinu called him, he says, He says, and then Hashem says that he will send them away. He didn't tell him, So Rashi is saying uh, that this also... Um, this new, this seemingly a new thing that is more than what we learned before was also something that Hashem said while he was standing before Pari. Let's first finish the Rashi, then I will try to figure out exactly how it's going on over here. Because Rashi says, This prophecy was said to him, was said to him while he was standing before Pari. Why? Because once he left him, he did not see his face again. Now we learned in the end of, um, of the Perikud Aleph, so Hashem, he said to him, right? But this parsha that we're reading now, doesn't follow. We have a whole parsha in between. Because then we have a Yemen Hashem al Moshe Oid Nega Echod of Yah Pairi Val Mitzrayim Akhrakin Yishalak Eschem. So Hashem is telling him. And Hashem is telling him also that they should borrow the clay kasif or clay zov. And then the Pasik says Hashem gave the grace of the people by Mitzrayim. So there needed to be time for for Moshe Rabbeinu First of all, it says Oid Nega Echad. Oid Nega Echad means that that's after the Makas Chayshech already. So since after the Makas Chayshech, he called him in and he said, "Don't see my face anymore." And afterwards, Hashem says to Moshe, Oid Nega Echad Ovi. Over there, Rashi doesn't say we didn't learn yesterday in the Chumash Oid Nega Echad Ovi that Hashem said to him while he was standing by Pare, because if he was staying by Pare. How can you command the Bnei Yisrael to go ahead and borrow the stuff, and then they, they borrow the stuff? I mean, so then, then it comes out that all the Yidin is supposed to come. When it says, Daber no ba'oz they should borrow. So what does it mean? That all the Yidin came to Paroi, to the palace over there? But Rashi doesn't say it over there that he said it to him at that time. So this is where I, this is where I have a problem. 
these 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 three psukim where Hashem is saying that we learned at the end of yesterday, Allah uh, and Gimel, where Hashem is saying to him, I'll bring one nega, speak to the people, and Hashem gave the chena om be'ene mitzrayim. That seems like um, that wasn't um, uh, that that couldn't have been that had to be after the magas cheshech. And uh, what, what does it say that what Hashem told Moshe? But all the makos of Yemer Shem bring a bronze, some this plate, a hammer, a warm hammer, and then there'll be in the plate. But here it just says Yemer. It doesn't say anything else before God. Moshe goes up, but um, it just says Yemer Moshe came Hashem Achad Leila, and he ate the. But that's but that's precisely the point that in this case after the makos choshech between the makos choshech and the makos bechayrus there was really no interruption of me because he didn't go back, which also by the way brings me again back to the other question that we had. When we said that he would warn him for three, for three quarters of the month, and, and then he, the makkah would be for one quarter, uh, so but by makkah's bechayrus it's impossible to say that because uh, he never when he went when he was staying by Parai over there, and when he called him back right after the 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 uh, the chayshech, right, yeah. the, the the plague of chayshech, uh right afterwards he, he never left him, and he already is telling him. About the plague of 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 of, of the makas bechayrus, and it doesn't seem like unless after he warned him, they had to wait another three weeks, sort of uh, uh, another three weeks, and then it's just on the fourth week that it came. I mean, even though Rashi says that he would warn him for three weeks, but in this case, he couldn't warn him directly anymore after that time. That's possible too, but mainly, it it, it almost seems that the first vayemer Hashem el Moshe. That when Hashem said to Moshe, and when Yemer Moshe, this is actually one and the same thing. It's not two separate things. So, so, I guess it it, it is the same same statement. Yemer Hashem al Moshe. Why does Rashi not say it over there? The same happening, the same occurrence. Yemer Hashem al Moshe. This is being told to him, and Yemer Moshe. This is Moshe relating. Now, some of these things that Hashem Kachatzoyis Alayla doesn't say over there, but that's okay. But Rashi is just saying, why did Rashi choose to say uh, This was said to him uh, while he was standing before Pari. This is not the Nevu that is being told to him. This is Vayemer Moshe, Koyom Hashem But he's saying to him that Hashem's Koyom Hashem was said to him uh, uh, also at that time. But why does Rashi ignore the Vayemer Hashem El Moshe? And maybe it seems almost... That there were two Amiras there. There was one by Yemer Hashem Moshe in Nega Echod. That that is Rashi. Not a problem. Rashi knew that that took place over there. So when it says by Yemer Hashem Moshe in Nega Echod Avi before, Rashi knows that that took place over there. Rashi doesn't have to say it. But here it's Mashma by Yemer Moshe Kamer Hashem that this was another saying, and sort of Rashi is telling you that even the second saying that Hashem appeared to Moshe, which Moshe was quoting now. Uh, was also said in front of 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 of, of Parag. but the 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 uh, the end of the pasuk that it says Vayiten Hashem that needs to take place after this statement of Ayim Moshe 
because in in the Pesach base when it says before Daber no Bozneam Vishalish Meisreyu, that's Hashem's command to him. But then when it says Vayit Hashem is Chenom Bein Mitzrayim, that took place after Moshe already left the palace, and then Vayemer Moshe goes back to the time that he was in the palace. Understand? That's the way we have to learn it because the the Vayit Hashem is Chenom has to take place uh, later on, but that took place after he went away from the palace. Okay. When the night split, uh, that means kichatzoyis alaylo means not at midnight, but means when the night splits. Now the word kichatzoyis over here is not in like the usually sometimes we know ki about, but it, this would mean kichatzoyis as it happened kimoikalois when the when it goes up until the kufchav dalat gimel. Or, or it says bicharis apambanu when their anger uh, was flared up on us. So the word be or ke means at the time. This is the simple meaning to settle things in its uh, in its right and uh, its way. But because because the word chatzois it's not there's not a half there's not such a thing as a half. The word chatzois does not mean half. You can't say, but Rabbi Seiru Dorshu and Rabbi our teacher Darshanit Kimoi Bachatzi Alaylo, like at midnight. Uh, so Kichatzois Alaylo means Chatzois Alaylo is midnight. Kichatzois Alaylo means about midnight. The Amru and they say Shomer Moshe Kichatzois. The Moshe Rabbeinu said Kichatzois. Bachatzi Alaylo that means at midnight. At midnight, that's what later on when this actually taking place. That took place at midnight. But when it says it's the same thing. It's that midnight that we're talking about. So they explain. Moshe says the mashma means close to chatzos. It's either before or a little later. He didn't say at midnight. Why? Perhaps the stargazers of Pare will make a mistake. I'll say that Moshe uh, made a mistake, or Moshe is a liar. Why? Because they see it didn't happen. They won't know exactly Chatzois. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to get into any uh, uh, problems with them saying that he's a liar, because uh, uh, still um, he told them around Chatzois. So even if they make a mistake, the mistake is theirs. He knew that it was going to be Bechatzois. But even if the mistake is theirs, he's not going to get involved with that uh, debate. And he just says, Kichatzois. I mean, it's Bechlal, it seems a little, you know, they're still going to debate him. He's a liar. Okay, he says, Chatzois. Let's say he said Chatzois, at the time it wasn't exactly. So they're going to say, oh, okay, you know. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of stretched a little bit. But the, the real point here is, is that we want to point to a difference between Hashem's saying and Moshe Rabbeinu saying. Moshe Rabbeinu says Kichatzois because the person doesn't know. It's not like Hashem isn't sure. Hashem doesn't say about Kichatzois. Hashem doesn't say. Hashem says Bachatzois, as it says in the Pesach later on. That's when it happens. Because by Hashem there's no no around. It's not somewhere like or around Chatzois. It is what it is. Pesach and every firstborn in the land of Egypt will die 
from the firstborn of Pari, um, who sits on his throne. What does it mean for the firstborn of Pari who sits on his throne? Mi Bukhar means anybody less than Bukhar Pari who sits on his throne. Because Pari himself was a Bukhar. But Pari himself did not affected by the Makas Bukharis. Why? Shem let him live so that he can see. Because this was supposed to be a Yodu Mitzrayim Kenei Hashem. Pari was supposed to experience this. This is breaking the Gimel Clips at May as Pari represented it. So he was supposed to be there. We'll see in the Pasuk. Why didn't Pari brag, oh, you, you're such a liar that all the Bukharis didn't die? Yeah, well, that's why Hashem is saying to him, He's saying, from the Bukhar Pari, and this Bukhar Pari, Mi Bukhar Pari means from underneath the Bukhar Pari. So, Mi Bukhar Pari, but actually, what happened if Pari is Bukhar himself also? So, Actually, from Bukhar Pare, yes. Mi Bukhar Pare means not exception. Mi Bukhar Pare means from starting from Paris Bukhar. Paris firstborn was, was Smith, not Pare himself. Who but Mi Bukhar, whoever it was, I don't know, doesn't say here. From Paris Bukhar, Hayeshev Al Kisayb, no, who sits, Paris sits on his throne. Ad Bukhar Hashivcha, up till, until the uh, maidservant. Asher Achar Harechayim, who is behind the millstones. I mean, this is the work, the slaves over there, the Shifcha. That's where they would uh, stay behind the mill in the backyard or something. And also all the first part of the animals. They too will die. Arash is going to explain. Now, it's interesting, in this Pasik, it doesn't say that the Bukhair of the captives will die. It just says Mi Bukhair Pare Ayeshva Kise till the Bukhaira Shivcha. But in when it says the Shmaishud Bais Khaftas when they actually died, over there it says at Bukhair Hashvi. It does talk about another one, it mentions the Bukhair of the captives. That if the Egyptians had captives from other people, those Bukhairs died also. Rashi finds it necessary to explain over here the verse that says later on in 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 Pasuk Chavtes, Rashi explains over here why would the Bukhair Hashvi be punished, and it seems like almost that Bukhair Shivcha is includes also the Bukhair Shvi, but it's not mentioned in the Pasuk. Shvi means from captivity, the Bukhair of the Shvi captive. Shavui. So this is Shmeishud Beis Chavtes. Rashi lo malaka Shvuim. Why were the captives uh, um, uh, punished? Okay? So, uh, soon Rashi is going to ask about the uh, shifchas also. But why were the uh, captives, why were they, why were they smitten? <laughs> so that they shouldn't say, Yir'osam tova elbeinam, their fear. Their fear means their God, who they fear, that's called Yir'osam. That demanded uh, their uh, embarrassment, he brought retribution, he brought punishment on the Egyptian. So, if they were excluded, they would think that, they would say that it was their God, or it's that, they're, uh, they're, that they are the ones that caused the troubles for the Egyptians. So we said, no, they should be uh, smitten too. Now, that seems to be an indirect reason, it seems to be a little unfair, right? Here they were captured. And on top of that, they're, they're, they're dying just because that other people, they shouldn't make a mistake. 
But I guess they probably had reason enough to uh, to uh, to uh, to die to, to get killed anyways. As we'll see in a minute in the Rashi with regards to the Bukhara Shivcha. Rashi doesn't say it by the Bukhara Shvi, but let's see in a minute we'll get back to it. The Bukhar Pare at Bukhara Shivcha. So Rashi, Kola Bukhusim. All those that are less, Mi Bukhar Pare from Faris firstborn. The Khashuvim Mi Bukhara Shivcha, and they are more important than the now, Hashuvi means uh, not more and uh, in other, excluding the Shevcha, or it doesn't mean less excluding Bukhar Pare, it means starting from the Bukhar Pare, going to the Bukhar uh, Shivcha, Hayy Bukhlal, they were all included. Now, Rashi explains, Why were the uh, sons, the firstborn of the maidservants, why were they punished? Why were they plagued? Because even they would enslave them. Even the children of the Shvachas would enslave the Jewish people. Usmeichim, and they would rejoice. Bitsarosam in their troubles. So the Bukhari Shivcha also deserved. It's not like that they didn't have control. These Shivchas themselves, they were part of the society over there, which caused them trouble. Now, the question that I have here for you is by Bukhari Shvi, Rashi doesn't say this that they would also enslave them and they would be happy in their troubles. Rashi says there, they shouldn't say that it's their fear that demanded their, their, their embarrassment and that's why he brought the punishment on them. It seems like Rashi had a, one reason to give for the Shvi too, like that, and the reason that Rashi gives seems to be almost uh, not such a strong reason. In other words, they're just dying so that they shouldn't say, you know. But in any event, this is what Rashi says here. needs to... Uh, Look up in the Farshamaiter. Bukhar Bukhar Behema. Now, what is the animal? The, the, the firstborn of the animal. So, because they would worship it. You remember we had the Yin said before, hey, Nizbach, how are we going to shecht it before it says uh, in front of them they're not going to kill us? You remember before we learned about Yosef not being able to, the brothers not being able to eat with the Mitzrim? It says, Kito Eva, that it was. Uh, it was uh, an abomination for the uh, Egyptians. Call Eichel, don't they eat meat? These things because it was their god. So, and we had several times mentioned this thing, and also the fact that they're going to prepare with the with the sheep was also this thing is to defy and show them that they're taking their god. So they would worship it. So when when Hashem uh, collects, in other words, he pays punishes. Or nation, Nifra Melikeh, he also punishes from their gods. So, I mean, it's not the gods' fault, it's not the, the, it's not the animals' fault that they were chosen to be uh, um, god a god for them, but since they chose him, they caused them to uh, be destroyed. And what's going to happen? So, everybody, all the firstborn are going to die. And, you know, the firstborn represents the power of Egypt, and that's why the the, the Bukhair is that that's why Hashem, you know, the, that's represents by killing the Bukhair. The Bukhair is a Mitzrayim. There will be a great cry throughout the land of Egypt. There has never been such an, a cry, the says never will be. We'll see when the Torah wants to describe something really huge, it tells you it never was and never will be, like by the uh, by the Arbe, we said that it was never, uh, never was and never will be. Um, and in many other places. Pasig Zayin. 
Ulachal Bnei Yisrael, but to all children of Israel, Layachratz Kelav Lashaynei. Not one dog will bark, or uh, his tongue means like he would. Yachratz uh, is like you know uh, when they they, they sick on a person no. trying to what bark. The, the dog would not bark with its tongue. To all to all Bnei Israel, then it says Lemeish, whether it's a man, bad behemoth, whether it's a beast. Now Leman Teidun. In order so that you shall know, that Hashem separated between the Egyptian between the Israel. Now this pasuk seems to be like just thrown in here, like out of nowhere. I mean, what does it have to do with the tzarkah with the barking of the of the dogs? Just like all of a sudden praising the kid. Yeah, no, you know, why why should dogs be barking all of a sudden over here? I mean, saying all the bnei Israel, the yechas kel uh, they all the firstborn are killed. So why should the l'shainus of the kelim? The Rebbe addresses in, in the sicha. The Rebbe talks about this, and the Rebbe says that usually the commotion that takes place in a city when all the firstborn are die, and then especially when there's animals going back and forth, uh, there is a uh, a tendency for the for the dogs to to. To become, you know, like start barking, Why? and uh, this is the nature of the dogs. You know, whenever there's a big commotion going on, so with this Gedola, with this great yelling and screaming that's going on in all land of Egypt, the expectation would be that the dogs will bark and they will uh, cause, and they will cause what? What's going to happen? The dogs are going to bark. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? So they'll bark. Yes, yeah, so what's the big deal? A bark of a dog isn't going to do anything, right? So what is it going to do? And then you see, so that you know that Hashem makes a difference between the Egyptian and, and Yisrael, between the Egyptian and Yisrael. I, I quickly looked in the in the good Chumash, so I, I, I have to, didn't look the Zikr inside now, but I quickly looked over there, so from what I, from what I remember over there, he explained that... Um, that even in something small like this, like just barking of the dog, so even just such a small thing, an inconvenience, Hashem also showed that He makes a distinction between the Egyptian and the Israel. Of course there was a... a what does it mean, Laman Teidun, so you should know that there's a difference between Mitzrayim and Israel? Yeah, good morning. All the first Bukharis of the of the Egyptians plague, are dying, yeah. and every plague the Jews are being saved. Here, all the firstborn of the Egyptians are dying, the Jews are not dying, so now Laman Teidu, so then you'll know. But Laman Teidu, even something is so minuscule, even something so small, like that's also not going to happen. And those are things that natural phenomena are going to happen. So you're going to see that Hashem's distinction between Mitzrayim and Yisrael is a very, very profound one. Uh, Lo'yechratz <laughs> Or in Yeshayim Mamtes Mamalat Tzvav Lemeidig Chorut Shonim Himishlich of Alav Hey 
מחשב יש חורץ, אדם חוריף ושונים, a sharp person, in משלה י' דלת ויד חרוצים תשיר, the hand of the sharp will become rich, חריפים, they're sharp, סויכרים שנונים, they are sharpened, you know, uh, business people, uh, that's the lotion of Yechaz, Rashi just brings the the lotion of Yechaz, where we find it as what sharp. Is, how is sharp tongue? The sharp the tongue it. means that they, you know, they, they start, they, they, they bark at you. Pazichas. So what's going to happen? This is still Moshe Rabbeinu telling Tarek, while he's standing there. V'yordu kol avodecho eila eilai. And all these servants of yours, you know, it's always this thing between his people and his servants. V'yishtachavu li leimer. They'll bow down to me, saying, Tzei ato, go out, you. V'cholo'om and all the people asher beraglecho that are in your feet. What does it mean on your feet? Beraglecho means those who follow you. They follow your feet. They go after you. Those who listen to you. Ba'achakin eitz, and then I will go out. Where does it say uh, in uh, Mashman? It's also include the Ebra? Uh, no, we'll see. Let's see. No, follow you, man, let's go. And then it says, He left Pare uh, with a burning anger. He was part of the thought. And now, this is also um, um, what Rashi said before. He read angry. Rashi's going to say, because he told him, don't see my face anymore. So this was all in that sitting and while he was after the Makas Cheshech while he was telling him this so and all your servants will go down but the truth of the matter is it wasn't just the servants it was the Pari himself came running to, to Paul Moshe midnight that we'll learn later on but he didn't want to tell Pari he gave honor to the king to, to the kingdom he gave honor to Pari Shari b'so because the end Yorah Pare ba'atzmei lo b'layla Pare himself came down. We learn in Pasuk Lamed Aleph in Shemayis Yud Beis Pasuk Lamed Aleph. We're going to later on that it says that he went down by himself. But this was just in a respectful way. He didn't tell him that you yourself. Now, if you remember, Rashi also touched before he came to Pare in the parshas of Aida. Rashi told him over there. Rashi brings down a belief from the Medrash over there, right? I think it was by Shlishi over there before. It says by Itzavim. El Yisroel, the Pari Melech Mitzrayim. So Rashi touched over there. He told him to dis- make honor, to give honor to the king, to give honor to Pari. He told him to carry the Jews gently, and he also told him to give honor to Pari. Oh, well, I, I'm talking about the Rashi in Perik Vav Posik Yud Gimel. Rashi says over there, and Rashi says that, that um, in the Pari. So Rashi says, "Siva all of lachle covered b'divreim." He told him zel madrashi. He told him to give him honor with their words. So uh, that's probably all the time when they spoke to him. But here, um, I mean, that that just tells us whenever they spoke to Pari, they spoke respectfully. They didn't like uh, no, you know, even right, and they could have, they could have spoken. But Hashem told him to speak respectfully. But in this case, particularly, we see that Cholak covered Lamalchus, not only speaking respectfully, but he actually didn't even mention him at all. He just said only his, uh, his, 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 uh, his servant. Okay, then he said, Vayemer, and then he said, Pari himself said, Belaylo, Vayemer, Kumu, Tzumu, Techamik, get up, go out from my people. Beloy Omer, Loy Moshe, Metchila. And Moshe Rabbeinu didn't tell him from the beginning, that you will descend to me, and you will bow down to me. But he's just saying, Avadecha will do that. Now, I'm wondering like this, Moshe Rabbeinu, it seems almost from Rashi, 
that this was Moshe Rabbeinu's idea to give Chavad Lamalchus. Right? Because he's quoting Hashem here. He says, Koyomar Hashem. So says Hashem, right? So this is still in the middle of Koyomar Hashem that he's telling him Hashem's, Hashem's message. So Hashem said to him, the Yardu and Moshe Rabbeinu changed it to give Kavad Lamalchus? Or this is Hashem gave Kavad Lamalchus? So who is Chala Kavad Lamalchus? It says Chala Kavad Lamalchus. Maybe, maybe, maybe means Hashem. No, when it says not like I said before, this was Moshe. It says Rashi doesn't say. Rashi says Cholak Kovet Lamalchus. He distrib- And why would Moshe Rabbeinu, if Hashem told him, but Rashi says Beferish Veloy Omer Loy Moshe Mitchila, as if this is what Moshe said to him. And this here Veloy Omer Loy Moshe Mitchila. Right? So it seems like this was Moshe Rabbeinu that was saying this. And maybe Hashem, Hashem said it differently. Or maybe, maybe this is an extra piece, can we possibly say, that this is not exactly what Hashem told him. Like this piece, is what Moshe Rabbeinu is sort of adds, and you'll be begging me to go, you know, eventually. You know, that's like, maybe that's not the Koyamar Hashem, that's not part of the exactly... Of the Koyam Hashem, this is like Moshe Rabbeinu adding, but Rashi definitely attributes the Chalak Kavod Lamalchus. Seems like Rashi attributing it to Moshe Rabbeinu. Or maybe maybe there's no proof at all. Maybe it's still going on the Eibushter. Chalak Kavod Lamalchus Eibushter. Rashi is just saying when Moshe Rabbeinu in his words to Pare, he didn't tell him So maybe the Chalak Kavod Lamalchus is actually on. On the Ebrister. Lechayri, you could tie it that way too. Cholokavid Lamalchus, because Moshe Rabbeinu didn't tell him, because Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that's telling him. We don't find these words in Hashem's words to Moshe, we only find it in Moshe's words. Since Moshe didn't say that to him, that means that Hashem didn't say it to Moshe to say that way. And since this is what happened, it means that the Ebrister was Cholokavid Lamalchus, not Moshe Rabbeinu. I don't know, I'm not sure. So what does that mean? But Moshe was only speaking, so how come you could say, because Moshe Rabbeinu was quoting Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu was doing the speaking because he actually did speaking to to them, but he wasn't speaking his own words. He was quoting Hashem. That's right. It's very possible. So I don't, I don't, I don't see in the Pasht Lashon Rashi that we have to say that it's a Moshe Rabbeinu. Conceivably, you can go on Hashem, but I'm not sure. We've got to look at the Mefarshim again. Think about it a little more. Asher beraglecha. What do you mean that are in your feet? What do you mean the nation that are in your feet? Rashi, those who follow your advice and those who go in your in your wall in your way. I mean that everybody listens to you basically. Your advice and your going. What does it mean? Advice. Advice means you know people listen to what you advise them to do. What means v'luchach? I mean, this explains why they call them Baraglecha, not Asher Batsoscha, Baraglecha, They follow your advice and they go in it, I guess, and, and, and the way you walk, um, they go with you. I have a deal here with Luchoch. Then he says, then I will go out. Now, who's going to go out? Just Moshe Rabbeinu. Why are you saying, Eitzay, I will go out? Bachin Eitzay, Dr. Ashi, Im Kolo Om. I'm going to go, not myself, with the entire people, from your land. 
And he left Paris of Trashi Kishigomar Dvorov Yotza Milfonov. When he concluded his words, he finished his words, then he left him. Bukhari off with anger, burning anger. Why was he angry about? Well, he didn't let him go. For he told him, we learned before, by the end of Makas Choshech. And this is still at the same time as Rashi said before that these words were studying while he was studying to Mashiach. And he didn't see him anymore. This is the end of, the, of that encounter. And that is the Bukhari of. Because he told him, I don't see my face anymore. So that's why he was angry. So Moshe Rabbein had a lot of times to be angry, but Rashi Lecheri explains, because we don't find Moshe Rabbein leaving Paray Bechari of before. All the time Paray refused at the end, right? But it doesn't say in the Pasi that he left him Bechari of. The only real thing that changed now is, because he warned him, don't see my face anymore. That caused the Bechari of. I think that's why Rashi has to explain, that's why he told him, I'll tell you some raised Pana. Pasi test. And Hashem says to Moshe, now I guess this is already when he left him already. This is already when he left. There's no reason to say this, uh, take it back. But this is Hashem left when Hashem says, says to Moshe. And he asked before, uh, it's, you know, Hashem, you know, it says before that he left, all the Nevus were set outside the palace. In this case, Hashem didn't have a choice because he couldn't, like this Hashem would speak to Moshe Rabbeinu outside of, 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 of even the city. Because we learned before, Hashem says, because the city was filled with David Azores. But over here, it seems like Hashem didn't have a choice. So Hashem did speak to him in, 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 in Paro's palace. Okay, that's what it seems like. So Hashem says to Moshe, Lo yishma aleichem pare. Pare will not listen to you. Again, just like Hashem said before in the beginning of the Pashma Bayel Pare, says he will still not listen to you. What does he mean he will not listen to you? He won't listen to the warning. He will listen to you eventually. But he won't listen to the warning. He won't let you go. He told Tesorei Ponai, Hashem is saying to him, don't, don't, don't worry, he's not going to change your mind. He's not going to change his mind. Now again, if we should say that all the Makkahs were, like we said before from Rashi, that it means every single Makkah, there was three weeks taking place from that point until the Makkah actually took place. So he says, Hashem says to Moshe, Lo pari, pari won't listen to you. Leman revais meifsai be'eretz mitzrayim. So, that I can increase my signs in the lands of Egypt. Hashem says, I still have to increase my signs. And after everything, after the nine Makkahs already, Hashem says, I still need to increase my, my wonders in the land of Egypt. What does it mean, Rebois Mefsai? Mefsai is plural, means two. What does Rebois mean? It means So, Makkahs Bechayres, Ukriyas Yamsuf, that's to smite the Bechayres, that was still left to do. The splitting of the Yamsuf, that's another Moifas. And then also finally, Ulanaris Mitzrayim, to throw out the Egyptians on the other side. Mainair as Mitzrayim, they took out the Egyptians on the, on the other side to see that they're all, that they're all dead. So that's another Moifas. So now. Why is that a Moifas to see that they're dead? One. That no, that's a sign from the Ebrister, you know. There was an expression of Mobach Chassidim that used to say that the Rebbeis Mefsa is Beres Mitzrayim. That Chassidim were connected to a Rebbe not because of the great miracles that he can do. Or, of course he can do that too. But that's, Eretz Mitzrayim needs Mefsim. But by Chassidim, you know, they trust the Rebbe without the Mefsim. But, uh, Lepayel Mamish, Mefsim help, and if it helps people 
bringing other people close to a tzaddik and to uh, give him a, a little chayas and encouragement and show him uh, um, the the uh, the powers of Hashem that he does through a tzaddik. So then that uh, certainly needs to be used and needs to be um, uh, talked about. And hence we have all the stories, you know, about the different... Uh, Extraordinary things in the Moshim that we we talk about the Rabbeim and about uh, about the Rebbe. Pasukim Moshe ve'Aaron and Moshe and Aaron also is called Hamoshim. They did all these Eila Hamoshim Eila all these wonders. The Fnei Pare in front of Pare. By Yechazik Hashem and Hashem hardened as Lei Pare the heart of Pare. So Hashem hardened Pare's heart as we learned before already. Once before, it's the Pesach said the Feirish Hashem hardened uh, Paris heart. I think that's after the uh, sixth Makkah. Yeah, after the Shechin. Um, after the Barad, it doesn't say Mechazik Hashem. It doesn't say the Paris himself was Mechazik. Um, and, uh, but here it says Mechazik Hashem is like Paris. Rashi said that the last five Makkahs, it looks like they all were by Hashem, with Mechazik. Hashem hardened his heart. He didn't send out the Nisroel from his land, which means after the warning, he didn't send them out. He told them he didn't send them out. Moshe of Aaron also says Moshe and Aaron did. It has already been written uh, with regards to all the miracles that who did the miracles. Moshe and Aaron did it. It says all the time. He did not. Write it here again, repeat it here, just to make it close to the Pasha that follows. Since Moshe and Aaron worked so hard, we're going to see. So, since Moshe and Aaron together did all this, so therefore we're going to learn next passage. So, Hashem says to Moshe and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, What does it mean, the land of Egypt? So first Rashi says, why Moshe and Aaron? Rashi says, Bishvil, Sha'aron also, the Torah of Moshe and Moshe. Since Aaron did, and he troubled himself with the signs like Moshe. Now, I don't know exactly what Rashi means, like Moshe, like he troubled himself. Because we know, like the Dam, and the Tzvardeya, and the Kinim, those were done by Aaron. And Rashi said, explained before, that because the water protected Moshe Rabbeinu at the, at the Oir, and the sand protected uh, him from the Mitzri, uh, covering the Mitzri. That's why he wasn't the one that's be marked. over there, it was Aaron. But here, apparently, he was not only in those three, but also the Torah of Moshe and Kemesha. Just like Moshe troubled himself. So in this first mitzvah, first mitzvah, what do you mean first mitzvah? The first official mitzvah. That he included him together with Moshe in his speech. What Hashem is saying, Hashem is talking to Moshe and Aaron together, that is Mitzrayim as a reward for uh, his role in the Moshe. So, Beretz Mitzrayim, we're in Eretz Mitzrayim, that means uh, outside of the city. Where's Krach? Krach means a city, the large city. Yeah. So Rashi already said that that sometimes it, it changes that, around. Sometimes Moshe for Aaron you know to tell you that it's Shkulimheim that they're equal. In in a sense they're equal. Really, Moshe Rabbeinu is really greater in, in the end of the day. But it doesn't make a 
is great. I was older. Let's say, you know, an Aliyah, you know, if you get an Aliyah in the Torah, all the girls have to be Well, like I, like I pointed out sometimes, that in the Torah, actually, older in age doesn't really um, work it out all the time, because in the Torah, yeah, you find yeah, always... Yeah, you always find the younger one, and, and, and then you have by uh, Menashe Nefraim, and you have... Uh, Ruben with the brothers. I mean, we always said that the younger ones, but... Yeah, why do you have an Aliyah? Because we are not to determine who's greater or who's not. But you know, David chose Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu was concerned, Rashi said before, because Aaron was his older brother, he didn't want him to be upset that, uh, that he's uh, taking the covet. But Rashi says over there that actually, um, that Hashem told him that Aaron is going to be very happy. As the Pesach says, Don't worry about it. So Aaron didn't really mind. He was actually very happy for the success of Moshe Rabbeinu. Aaron, he was a Kohen Gadol, yeah, yeah. He got the Kohen Gadol, he got all So, outside of the city. Or perhaps, maybe it means in the city. Tamud Laimer, this is what the Pasik teaches us. Lil Teschov Tes, Kitsaisi Es Soir. Over there, the Pasik says that when I go out the city. So over there, we already told, we Rashi really wrote, written over there. So before I mentioned, uh, we're not talking about Hashem appearing to Moshe Rabbeinu, because we read in the entire Chumash over here, you know, Hashem was saying to, uh, to, 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 to Moshe, apparently in Mitzrayim, it was basically the prayer that Moshe um, Rabbeinu didn't want to daven in in, 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 in in the land of Mitzrayim. I guess God's appearance to him maybe is not as uh, that could be. You no, know, I mentioned before when he was in the standing in the palace of Pari over there, Hashem appeared to him. But anyways, so even it, later on it says his even a, a prayer which is a light, uh, something light. He did not. Daven inside the city, Dover Chamur, something which is very strict, like Olshkein, isn't it? Um, how much more so? Hashem wouldn't talk to Moshe and Aaron in Eretz Mitzrayim because this is a connection telling him Alochis. It's not just Tfila of, of, of Moshe Rabbeinu. So th- that's why it is connected a little bit to Hashem appearing to him, but I guess uh, the Dover Chamur, what is it, the Dover Chamur? The Dover Chamur is why? Is because it's Torah, it's Hashem speaking to Moshe Baron, or it's Hashem relating to Moshe Baron. Because Hashem's communication, when Hashem comes down, you know, speaks to you. Why is the reason? He says he went outside. Why did he go outside over there? Why did Hashem not speak to him? And so Rashi says, Hashem didn't speak to him. Speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu, that's the Dabar Chamur. When Hashem speaks, it's different than Moshe Rabbeinu praying to Hashem and Hashem speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu. That's Hashem coming down. With Hashem coming down, Hashem didn't speak to him in the city. I told you, there's an exception. When Hashem says, Koyam Hashem, that was in front of Pari. There was no choice. I guess, because Because it was full with idols. When? When he died. After his death. He did see Barak. Barak came down to him in the middle of the night. So Oh, it doesn't mean that he was uh, screaming for Moshe again. It doesn't mean that he saw over there. We'll wait till see there. We'll see what happens over there. Pasuk base. So what did Hashem tell him? This month should be to you the head of the month, meaning that the year starts with the month of Nisan. 
this month that they were standing over there. Rishin hu lochem That's the first to you to the months of the year. We start saying b'chaydish harishan is Nisan, b'chaydish hasheni is Iyer, Sivan. You go through, so that is the first day, the first month of the year is b'chaydish hazeh is the month of Nisan. That's one pshat. But then there's Agod, we'll see Rashi. There's another pshat, Rashi says b'chaydish hazeh b'chaydish hazeh means this renewal. You know, when the moon comes, you want to show them the new moon. This renewal. So Rashi had all levana b'chidusha. Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu the levana when it becomes new. He says to Machoidish Azeh, this renewal uh, is Lachem Rish Chadoshim. And the Yomar, like Shayrech Mishadish, when the sun, when the moon renews, Yilacharish Chadish, that's when the head of the month. You know, the head of the month is when is the beginning of the month? Once we have the new cycle of the moon. But the Ain Mikriyatsi Vipshuta, we can't take out the verse from its simple meaning. Al Khaidish Nisan Amala, he was talking to him about the month of Nisan. Zayi Raish to say the Minikadoshim, this month of Nisan should be the head of the month of the of, of the count of the month. Shi Ikir Korishani, Ir is called second, Sivan is called Shlish. Why does it say Hazer? According to the Pashtip Shat, this Shat Hashem showed him Hazer. But here, what is Hazer? It's Kasha Moshe, Zakrash Al Mailad Halavana. Oh, this goes in the previous uh, shot that it goes on the Levana. That Moshe Rabbeinu had difficulty knowing when the Levana is actually the new cycle of the month of the Eze, Shir, Teroah, What? So he says, Be'eze, Shir, Teroah, V'tiyah, What amount does it have to be seen in the new moon so that it should be fit to be Mekadosh? Hashem showed him so to speak, with a finger in the sky, see this and be Mechadish. Now, the problem is, where is the moon? The moon is in the middle of the day. The case of the how could he show him when he would not speak to him just during the daytime? So, how did they see a moon over there? Shenemar it says, the day or the day that he instructed which God your God spoke. Every time it says but this portion was set close to the sunset, so the moon was already visible. Showed him as it's getting dark, he was able to see the moon. You know, actually, occasionally you can see the moon even during the daytime. I don't know if you see when it's like not, uh, sometimes you know, you see, but not when it's really Moilad Halavana, not at that point. At that point, you wouldn't be able to see it at all. Unless it was the case, as Rashi says from the Mechilta, that they, um, it was Samach Lashki Sachama, was close to sunset. So, the first thing Hashem said, Chedesh is L'chem Rosh Chodoshim. Then, uh, and if you remember Rashi in Chumash Breshis, the first Rashi, Rashi says that the Torah technically should have begun with this Pasuk over here, right here. This is where the Torah should have begun. But the Torah says, L'koyach Maizit, Higid L'Ameh. But let's go on, Pasuk Gimel. Dabru El Kol Adas Yisrael Lamer. Speak to the entire community of Israel saying, Ba'osor L'chodesh Hazeh, on the tenth day of this month, that's the 10th day from Rosh Chodesh. Because we just told him, Ach Chodesh Hazer. The Shvat. No, that's not the Shvat. That's Nisan. I know, but I'm just saying 10 days. Shvat is the 11th month. 
So what does he tell them? The Yikhulahem and they shall take for themselves se Levais They should take a lamb, a se, a lamb um, for each uh, for each family, Selabais Ovis, Selabois, a se for the family. So we'll see what it means. Selabais Ovis, Selabois. Dr. Dabruel Kol Adas. Dabru says what in the plural? Hashem Taka spoke to Moshe Aaron. But Hashem says to him, Dabru, speak. Does then Aaron speak? But isn't it already written in Shemoy Zayn Beis, Ato Sedaber, that you shall speak? Now, this Pasik, when Rashi is saying, Ato Sedaber, uh, that was written in response to Moshe Rabbeinu's complaint that he was aroused for Saim, that he was stuffed lips. And Hashem was saying to him, in that posse, You speak everything that I tell you. So the posse is talking all about Moshe and Aaron speaking to Parai. This is not talking about the Bnei Yisrael. And, and, and Rashi specifically says there in the Pasik Atazadaber that you see, you, you say every time, and this is not talking about the Bnei Yisrael. But Rashi assumes that since Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that had to speak to Padre, and Aaron was just a um, second to him. So the same thing, or he just said it, the same thing, the should take place while they're speaking to the Bnei Yisrael. But actually, um, the first time around, when it says, um, when, it, when Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to comfort the Yidin, I mean, the first time, I mean, in Pashas Ve'edo, when it says, Vaydaber Moshe Kena Bnei Yisrael, it says, Vaydaber Moshe Kena Bnei Yisrael, it doesn't say Moshe Ve'arin. So it was just Moshe by himself in the Pasuk. But matter of fact, the very, very beginning, in in Shmois Hey Pasuk Lamed, over there actually it says Moshe and Aaron gathered the Zikne Bnei Yisrael, and then it says Vaydaber Aaron is called Advarim Asher Diber Hashem Al Moshe, Vayas Ha'Oisus Le'Ene Ha'Om. Now, I'm trying to remember over there who is the Vayas Ha'Oisus Le'Ene Ha'Om. Conceivably, Yas Ha'Oisus must be uh, Moshe because the Eved told Moshe. The, the, the Isis Hashem told Moshe when he was uh, immediate over there by the snare. When Hashem met him, that's when he told him to do the Isis. <coughs> so even though it says, by Dabra Aaron is called Vorim Hashem Hashem al Moshe, by Yasa Isis, that was done by Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu did the Moshe, because David told him to do the Moshe. What I'm saying, the speaking over there we see was not was done by, by Aaron over there. But, um, L'chayre, Rashi's kashi is after, and you know, matter of fact, in Rashi, Shmois Dalid, Posik uh, Tezvav, Tezayin, the Posik says, This is right by the burning bush till when he was negotiating with God, he refused to go, and, uh, and Hashem, you know, Yichar Hashem Moshe. So then the Posik says clearly, 
the Dibur he will speak to you for the people. That's why it makes sense by Daber Aaron that we quoted before. Rashi says, Bishvilcha Yidaber He will speak for you to the people. In other words, who did the actual speaking to the people? We see that was Aaron that did to the people. But I guess Rashi's cash over here is um Rashi's Kashi is that after that, at least the first time was supposed to be through Moshe Rabbeinu. We have to look into 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 in, in, into this. But they were actually giving honor one to another. Each one was saying to his other one, "Teach me, teach me." They were sort of and the speech would emanate from both of them, uh, as if they were both speaking. But what I what I'm having a little bit of difficulty over here. This is talking about Hashem's command, Dabru el Kol Yisrael. Again, this is talking about Hashem is saying to Moshe and Aaron that they should speak. Meila, if it said Vayidabru el Kol Yisrael, and then Rashi would explain that is if they spoke that way but here Hashem is commanding them Dabru El Kol Yisrael so how does this explain that Chalkin Kovet actually in the beginning of, per- of Chavishi in Perikid Beis Pasuk uh, Chav Aleph over there it says Vayikra Moshe L'chol Ziknei Yisrael um, that Moshe Rabbeinu called L'chol Ziknei Yisrael and and he tells them, and conceivably that he was telling them what Hashem told him. He tells them, He tells them, Then it says, Then it says, seems to be Moshe. It doesn't say there. Aaron is not mentioned in the Pasuk over there. Now, he doesn't tell them about uh, all the details uh, that he was saying over here. Uh, it does tell him a little bit uh, about He tells them some of the stuff that we, we said over there and then some some, some, some more things so the, the, the question is so I don't understand over here why Rashi is commenting on the Vaidabru on, 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 on the Dabru the Dabru is something which the Abishter is telling him to do and not that what they did. Um, so, um, so how does this explain that Chilkin Kovet Zelazeh that it was like their thing that they were doing? Right, we gotta look it up in go to the So he spoke to them Lamer. Not that he spoke to Adas bin Yisrael on the tenth of the month. He says, "Dabru kadasro ba'os lachaydish, dabru hayyim b'rishchaydish." You tell them on rishchaydish sheyikhu ba'os lachaydish that they should take it on the tenth day of the month. What does it mean, hazeh? So, what is the emphasis ba'os lachaydish hazeh for this tenth month? Look, Rashi. Pesach Mitzrayim, the Pesach of Egypt, that year, for that time, that was from taking from the 10th. But the Pesach Doiris, but the Pesach for the generations, 
that follows was not supposed to take place uh, from the tenth of the month. Over there, we just have the regular carbon Pesach. Only then, so he tells them, on this that's the only time. What is the meaning? Ish, a man celebrates Ovis. Celebrates Ovis means you take one lamb base of us for a family. One family takes one lamb. So But what happens uh, that uh, that if the family members were many? So in other words, the maximum amount you take is one set. You might think that one set has to cover the whole family, it's covered everybody. So let's say they have a lot of people that is not enough for everybody to eat from the seh, or to have a kezayish, whatever the shiri is. Talmud Loima, that's why the Pasik says, seh uh, labois. A sheep, not for the family, but a sheep for the house. What does that mean? Because conceivably, if there's a lot of family members, they don't fit in all in one house. So it wouldn't be enough. Celebase obviously means that every family has one one sheep, and even though they live in separate houses, so it says celabois. Usually, one house, a say, is enough for the people in the household. But that means, or too much. But it really, but in this case, it's telling you a say for each house, which means that it has to cover everybody. That everybody has enough to eat from it. Pasik dalit. Now it says v'im yimat habayis mi But if the household is too small for a lamb, in other words, there's not enough people there to eat a lamb. So then Vilokach, then he should take who? He Ushina Kodavel Basai and his neighbor who's close to his house. Uh Nefoshis, according to the number of people. The number of people, in order to make sure there's enough people, Ish Lifi Ochloi, each person according to his ability to eat, you should be counted on the lamb. Meaning everybody counts and make sure that they're counted on the lamb, that they will be able to have their their, their portion it. If they will be fewer numbers, from being enough for one sheep, they were not able to eat it. They will come to be left over. So then the pasuk says, "This is this, the understanding according to the simple meaning." There is an additional. Also in this, there's also an additional matter. The Lamed to teach you that after they have already been counted on the Korban Pesach, in other words, that people decided we are going to make combine our efforts in the Korban Pesach, we're going to join in the Korban Pesach. So they counted themselves. They can still uh, diminish, take away, and to pull the hands away from it, to go to another sheep. Once you counted already on one sheep, says, "Well, I'm going to be part of this family or part of this sheep." You can still go away and go count for another sheep. But the condition is that if they are coming to draw their hands away and to leave and to uh, diminished from being with this sheep, then Yismatu Ba'idase Kayim, 
Miyosim b'chayim. So miyosim misav while he's still a sev, while he's still alive. But loy mishen nishchad, but not once it is slaughtered. So then we do b'michsas nefashos. Chesh b'michsas means by the accounting. V'chayin michsas erkecha. And also when it says misas erkecha, meaning uh, uh, the uh, number, the counting. So. Doesn't it say in the end that they should like burn it if they can't finish it? Yeah, well, that's right. Meat. A lot of meat in the shape. That's why they 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 shared it and they did it with other people. That's right. But why can't they call? Could they call like five families? Yeah, because as many as it takes to do them. Then they should, because it's impossible to eat all sheep in one night, just one. Well, that's right. That's the thing. Are you meant to eat? Is it better to make sure you eat all of it? That's right. That's a, yeah. It shouldn't come to nicer. Only if it's nicer, there's no choice. Lefi achloi, according to its eating. So the the pashtim shat means you know as much as you eat. You know, put it on people. If people only need a bigger portion, a smaller portion. But Rashi says lefi achloi is Rashi haroi laachila. This indicates that only one who is fit to eat can be part. Prat lechayla vizaki includes a sick and a and an uh, elderly person, who cannot eat the size of an olive, they cannot they can be counted among the group for whom the sacrifice is killed. They cannot be part of the of the carbon pesach if they're older or they're sick. It's because they can't eat a kazai, so then they're not part of it. You have to be able to eat at least a kazai meat to be part of the carbon. That means the fi ochla he has to be uh, a should be a male. Tommy means a whole. Should be perfect. Ben Shona should be one year old. Yelochem should be to you. What does it mean one year old? It has to be at least one year old, from one years to two years, right? We'll see in Rashi. Because there shouldn't have any bad things in it. Actually, no. Just the opposite. I, I, this is wrong. And Shalim means only one year old, you know, like in your first year. Like when you say the Tillim. How much, what Perik Tillim, when you're going to be by Mitzvah, which uh, Perik Tillim are you going to say? 14, right? I, you're already, you're just 13. But once you went 13 years, you're in your 14th year already. So, Ben Shalim means in the year. He's in the year. Rashi, what Tommy first Rashi says, blowing moon, without a moon. Ben Shalim is a Rashi, Kol Shnosoy. The entire first year, Kodi Ben Shana, is called a year within the year old. Kulaymar Shinoilo Bishanazu, it means that he was born in this year. The first year of, of each said, the lamb's first year, it's not going to go by the year of the Torah, the Tishrei, or Nisna, or anything. It's his year, I mean, the first birthday, up till his first birthday. Well, why up till three? Not up to three, up to one year. No, one or two, you just said. No, no, I just said up to one year. I just said no, not, not only up that to is, one. That's if you're less than one. Why? One. No, that is, that's okay. Why? What's the reason for that? No, this is the Torah's, uh, the Torah's okay. instruction. Maybe the more than a kazai. Now it says from, it says from the sheep or from the goats. What does it mean from the sheep or the goats? It doesn't mean from both. Oymizah, oymizah. Either this or that. Not minakvosim uminaizim, from both. Either this one, either a sheep or the goat. Shaf Ais Kriya said, because also a goat is referred to as a says a sheep. Shinemar as it says in Vormi Daudal, the se izim. And a se of goat. So a se can be of, of izim also. Why would they say like that? Why can't I just say goat? Stop. No, it's, it's just saying. Kwasim Muminaizim. 
Um, um, see, the Pasuk says, Pasuk hey, it just says seh. Then it says minakvosh minaizim. So Kalashi, seh can be both. But minakvosh minaizim is the detail of what a seh is. A seh is not dafki akeves, but also eis. See, you understand? Yes. Pasuk hey begins with seh. So Kalashi, seh can be both. Minakvosh more minaizim. Pasuk vav. And you should keep it um, for inspection. Mishmeres means you keep it to inspect it up till the 14th day. So you take it at the 10th, and you hold it on the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 5 days. You hold it till the 14th. And the entire congregation of the community of Israel will shecht it, will slaughter it in the afternoon. Why lechem lemishmeres? What does it mean? Should be lemishmeres for inspections? Zeloshim bikur. That's the language of bikur of inspection. Shutoin bikur bimum. It takes. It, it requires inspecting from mum arbo yom kaim shchita four days before the shchita. So you got the tenth, eleventh, twelfth, and the thirteenth, and on the fourteenth you shechted. Umibnema higdim lishchit lekichasi lishchita arbo yomim. Why did he? Proceed to take him to say to take him before you shecht him for four days. Mashalitziva came to Pesach Deiris that he had not instructed so in the four days before from the tenth day. You but in the generations that follow, he would never such a command to take. We learned before Achodesh. The pasuk says Hazeh, Hazeh by Sel base. The Rashi says only in that time they were supposed to take it. Mibasal Achodesh Hazeh, Mibasal Achodesh Hazeh only for that year. But in the future, you don't have to take it four days earlier. You just bring the carbon Pesach, a regular like any other carbon. Hoyer Ramesia ben Charish Aimer. Ramesia ben Charish would say. The Pasik says in Yechezkel, Tez Zayin Ches, Vaever Olai, Hashem says, I passed over you, Vaerech, and I saw you. Vihine Itoch, and behold, your time was Eis Doidim. So it's a time for redemption. Higia Shvua, Shenishbati La Avroham, the time of the promise that I promised Avroham, Shegel is born of that I'm going to redeem his son has reached. But they didn't have any mitzvahs to occupy themselves with. In orders they should be redeemed. They needed to do something for the redemption. Because the Pesach says over there, you were naked, meaning you didn't have any mitzvahs, you were just, you had nothing to do. So God gave them two mitzvahs. Dam Pesach, the blood of the Pesach, as we're going to learn that what's supposed to happen with the blood of the Pesach. That they were going to put it on their doorposts, v'dam mila, and also the blood of the mila. Rashi says shemolu ba'isa halaylo. They circumcised on that night. Ha. Huh. Um, I don't know exactly which which night does it mean shemolu ba'isa halaylo that they circumcised on that night. That's the night over here. He's talking about must be the night of Pesach. Because he's talking about the two mitzvahs that they had then. But what, what is he answering over here by saying, uh, why did Hashem give it before days? So they should do mitzvahs. They should be taking the sand, inspecting it, even though the actual mitzvah took place much later, because that took place on the night, on the night of Pesach, because the, the blood of the Pesach and the blood of the Mila 
That night means that night when, which they sprinkled the blood. And the, the sprinkled the blood was on the night when Hashem made the Makas Bechiris. The Makas Bechiris was on the night of Tezvav Nisan, the night of the Seder. That was the night. So those were the two mitzvahs. But the reason why Hashem gave to them because Hashem wanted them to be occupied with the inspection, with the involvement with those mitzvahs. That's why he told them to repair. Okay. That's, why, that's why he told them up there, because there wasn't any other mitzvahs. And Shenemar, uh, as the Pasik says over there in Yechazkul, that you were sort of uh, soaking uh, uh, or, or downtrodden with your blood. Uh, it means Bishnei Dovim. Now remember, this was the, the blood that the, the stargazer saw about um, blood that he saw Cherev, he saw in the uh, in, 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 by division well, against the, the parry, the advice parry that there's going to be blood over there but the blood was actually the mitzvah Rashi said before in the earlier Rashi that it wasn't just bad blood but this was good blood, this was the mitzvah there's another posik in Gam at also you in the blood of the covenant Shalachti Asiraich, I have sent your prisoner from those who were in prison, Miboir Ein Maim Boy from a pit that had no water. Meaning what what means a pit that had no water? Meaning that, that refers to uh to, to Mitzrayim. Why why is it called Miboir Ein Maim Boy? I don't know, I'm just guessing. I don't know why it's called Boyer Maim Boy. Maybe maybe because it doesn't go any rain over there, so there's no rain in Boyers over there, everything is from the air. I'm not sure, I'm just trying to guess over here. Because the Yidin uh, were uh, sort of uh, very much into, um, uh, passionately into Avedezorah. The Jews? Even the Jews. Because, you know, they, they were there with the Goyim. So it says Shtufim. Shtufim means, I don't know, passionately, but they were soaking, they were like Shatuf, they were immersed, sort of, in Avedah so that's why he says to them in Pasuk of Aleph, Mishchu u'kechu lochem. First he tells them Mishchu, doesn't just tell them k'chu lochem, as we'll see. Mishchu means pull you, pull, pull away, and then take you. Mishchu yudeichem Avedah pull your hands away from the idol worship, u'kechu lochem seishel mitzvah, and take the seishel mitzvah, take the sheep of the mitzvah, which is going to be the Korban Pesach. Can all shecht? Not everybody shechts. Yes, the entire Jewish community will shecht. One person shechts for, for, for many people. Shechts for everybody. From here we learn that an agent of a person is like him. If you send somebody, it's called like you're doing it. If you send somebody to do in your stead, do something for you, then we count it as if you did it. Kal Adas Yisrael. We're saying the community, the Yisrael. Kahal ve'edav Yisrael. We're talking about so called three things. It says here, a lotion of a community and a edav Yisrael. Mekan Omru. From here we say pischet zibur, the community Pesach nishchotim b'sholish kitu zuacharzu. They are slaughtered in three groups, one after the other. Nichnas akatri shayna. The first group goes in. Ninel blas azara. They close the doors, the the gates of the zara v'chulu. Gedisa b'psochin dal saladal alaf. Bein har boim. The afternoon, so Rashi Mishay shows Lomailo from six hours and up. Once the day has passed six hours, it's a half a day. 
divide the day into 12 hours and 6 hours have passed, Kodri Bein Harboim, that's called in the Bein Harboim, meaning between the two evenings, meaning between the two. Why? Because the sun is inclined towards the place where it sets. It sets in the west. So, Bein Harboim means it sets over there. Uh, so, Veloshin Bein Harboim, so what means in between the settings, Nira Be'enai, that seems to me, Zekrashi, Oisun Shoh is those uh, hours that are uh, that are between the darkening of the day and the darkening of the night. So there is a darkening of the day. When does the beginning of the darkening of the day begin? After six hours. The sun begins to set. The darkening of the night, that happens later on. So in between the two darkenings, when it starts to darken in the day, and the dark of the night, that's when the uh, shadows of the evening starting to tilt and uh, time to decline and the darkness uh, and then the uh, darkening of the night in the beginning of the night so then is the time of so between midday till, till sunset and they shall take from the blood, from the blood of the Korban uh, Pesach that they shechted, and they shall put it on the two doorposts, and on the lintel, and the houses of, from which are those homes in which they will eat the Korban Pesach. The Lokchum Min Hadam, she takes some of the blood. Zakrashi Zuka Bolos Hadam, this is the receiving of the blood. Um, this comes from the animal's neck immediately after the slaughtering. Yachol Biyad, I would think that it was to be received in the hand. Um, uh, so Talmud Leimar, the Pasik says uh, in Pasik Chobeis Asher Basof, that is in the basin. That's in later on Pasik Chobeis, that this specifies that the blood is to be received in a vessel, not in the hand. So Velokhu Min Hadam directly from the animal's neck, and you put it Al Hamezuzos. Mezuzos, the doorposts of Rashi Hemazukufos. Those are the upright posts. Achas Mekan LePesach. Uh, one from uh, this side of the door, and one on the other side. Hamashkev, the mashkev, that is the elyon, who are elyon, that's the upper beam, shahadalev shoykev, all of the uh, door bangs or strikes it when you close it, when you close it. Lintabla, mashkev, the loshin shkifa, the term shkifa means chabota, means striking. Kemoi, like Vayikrachov Vav Lamed Vav, Koil Ola Nidov. The sound of a uh, rattling leaf. Uh, so it says over there, Tarfa the Shokif. Unclus Taiches of the Tarfa the Shokif bruise. 
that is banged. Shmois Chavura Mishkufi. Uh, only in the houses in which they will eat. But not on the lintel and the doorpost of a house used for storing straw or a house used for cattle uh, in which nobody lives. Uh, that you don't live in there. It's almost like a mezuzah. You only put it up where you live. Posikhes v'ochlu esabosar balaylo hazeh. And on this night, uh, they shall eat the, uh, the the flesh, tzli eish, roasted over the fire, umatzis, uh, and also unleavened bread, matzis. Al meroidim yochlu together uh, with the bitter herbs. They bitter herbs. They should eat it. As habosor, the flesh, v'loi gidim ve'atzomus, but uh, not the veins and not the bones. Um, you're not allowed to eat the uh, uh, connected with the etzim lesishvul boy. V'loi gidim ve'atzomus, but not the uh, veins and not the bones. Al meroidim, together with the meroidim. What is the meroidim? So Rashi called Esav Mar Nikra Mother. Every bitter herb is called Mother. V'tzivam. So why are they eating meroidim? Uh, he instructed them to eat the bitter herbs as a remembrance to they embitter their lives. Now Rashi doesn't explain here why they um, um, were supposed to eat matzis. Uh, it just says tzliyesh uh, matzis and unleavened cakes. Uh, matzis is matzah. But Rashi finds it necessary to give a posik for a meridian, but not for the matzis. Um, it's possible that the matzis over there that they ate that night, I mean, this was uh, before the night before you see Mitzrayim. Maybe the posik will say the fairish later on. That's what Rashi doesn't say. I we'll just want to make a point to this that the, um, the carbon Pesach we know. Right, we know, but the matzis. Pasuk no. You shall not eat from the korban pesach uh, cooked. No uh, uh, means uh, not fully uh, roasted. Uh, don't eat no uvashel mevushel bamayim or cooked in water. Kiim. The only way you eating it is sliyesh. It's be roasted on fire. And the way it's roasted is roishoy al kerov al the head with its legs and with its in inner insides. Atechlo menu no. What means no means sheini totally called tzorkei, something which is not roasted fully. Kori no veloshin arvi. In the Arabic, it's called no. Uvashel mevushel, and also uh, uh, not cooked. Uh, so don't eat it, no, don't eat it, it's not like and then you should cook in water, but not no, not and uh, not 
Menayin l'shar mashkin. Where do we know that there's also prohibited to cook in other liquids? Talmud leimar. Uvashel mevushel. In other words, just cooked at all. So one is mevushel b'mayim, the other one is vashel, just cooked. I should have not said. Could have said just without mevushel b'mayim, just the vashel. Then we need the extra vashel. But go weiter. Kim sli eish. So already it says before that uh, has to be tliyesh. So the mile goes all of mitzvahs say above in the previous pasuk he says when he says tliyesh it's a positive mitzvah. Here there's also a prohibition. Don't eat. So it's a negative. It's a prohibition. Don't eat. But tliyesh so the tliyesh becomes also a prohibition. Uh, if you don't do what's liyesh. Roshay al kirov, his head on the uh, legs. So Rashi tzeleyu kuloi ki echod. You roast it all at once. Im roshay with his head, im kirov with his legs, im kirov with his inside. So Rashi bnei mei of neisim l'teich achad achosam. Do you put in the intensives, the kirvei? Uh, you put in after you rinse them off first. So first you rinse them off. You don't just take the kirvei. Uh, as is, without uh, washing them out first. First you wash them out, and then you put them in. The language says, on top of Kirov, on top of Kirov, uh, that means the uh, expression, with their host, which is like as they are. Uh, so this means, Alzeh means just as is, as the this also as is called uh, All of it's flesh complete entirely. All everything together. Yud shall not leave over until the morning. Whatever is left until morning is You have to burn in fire. And what's left over menu to the morning. What is the meaning of until morning? Pamshniya, uh, second time. It says Lishil Menad Beikir. That says Vaneisim Menad Beikir. Should say Vaneisim Menul Beishtis Reifu. Whether Beikir another time, what's left over? We just said that Beikir. Lishil Menad Beikir Vaneisim Vaneisim Menul Beishtis Reifu. What is that Beikir Pamshniya? This implies adding one morning to another morning. For morning starts with sunrise. And the verse is coming to make it uh, earlier. To read earlier, from the morning. So even when I said, that would mean it's a chama. When I said, we're saying, Left over even before that. So the Isra of Achila begins actually from Alisa Shachar. So this is according to its um, simple meaning. And there's another Medrash, Lama, the learns from an Isra of that it's not burnt on Yomtev but the next day. Uh, so it's. Uh, that you can burn it, you don't burn Naisir on Yontav. Whatever is left to Menu at Baikir, 
So whatever is left over from it until the morning, keep it there. Uh, you have to wait till the next day. So that's the way, that's why we need the extra biker to teach us that you can't burn the fire, uh, you can't burn the nicer on Yontav itself, which is on the 15th day. That's the uh, Medrash. And this is how you shall eat it. Uh, your loins girded. Your shoes on your feet. And your staff in your hand. So, ready to go. You shall eat it in haste. Uh, not linger, hastes. Just quickly eat it. Pesach Hashem. It's a sacrifice of Pesach to Hashem. So, see in Rashi, Masdechim Chagurim, Zukhtar Rashi, your loins girded, Muzumonim Lederach. You're good, ready for the way. In other words, for the traveling. Bechipozen, uh, in haste. Loshim Baholo Mihiris. This Bechipozen uh, is a language, uh, haste and speed. Kemoi, as it says, Shmulal of uh, that David um, was hastening to go. Uh, Aram means had cast off in their haste. So that means in a, a, a quick way. Um, the question is actually, they didn't go out of Mitzrayim. Um, till the next day they left on the 15th day we'll learn later on they left on the 15th days of uh, Nisan Makas Bukhiris was in the middle of the night so does it mean that nobody went to sleep Uh, I mean they're ready for the road Uh, it was 12 hours from midnight but then there was uh, for the way but 12 hours from midnight and then you had uh, then you had a couple of hours after made from the night time um, to the eating, so does it mean that they didn't go to um, rest and they were girded from the time that they were told uh, from the time of the meal and uh, while they were eating it or this was just an expression of what's going to happen then they took off the chagurim and they went to rest and then they put it on again Pesachul Hashem. Uh, so he said, "Eat it quickly." Pesachul Hashem. So Rashi, Hakorbun Kori Pesach. The sacrifice is called Pesach. Al Shem Hadilug Vapsicha, because of the uh, the skipping and the jumping. Shakodesh Baruchu Hayyimadalig Bate Yisrael. He would skip over the Jewish homes. Bibein Bate Mitzrayim. So that's Diluk. Diluk skips over, jumps over uh, in between Jewish homes. Between, uh, the, uh, Jewish homes from amongst Bata Mitzrayim. So he went from one house of Mitzri, jumped over a Jewish home, and went into the next Mitzri. But that's Diluk. And Psicha is Koifetz uh, Mitzri Mitzri, the jumping itself. Um, so actually, Passover, what we say, is not Psicha, it's actually Diluk. So we use the word Pesach. It's not really Passover. Uh, Pesach would be more like uh, jumping, if you want to say it in English. The holiday of jumping, rather 
passing over. Passing over is really the idea of diluk. So that would be the jump over, the diluk, because medalik bein bote Yisrael bein bote Mitzrayim v'koifetz v'mitzvah v'mitzvah. That's still the lotion of diluk, I guess. But since the diluk was done also in a way of psicha, because he jumped over uh, by jumping, so it was kind of a jump. The, the, the psicha is the koifetz, and the over is the uh, diluk. The atem, so he's saying, so it's Pesach, Lashem. You do kol avedosim, all the service Lashem Shemaim, for the sake of Hashem. Pesach hu Lashem. Uh, do everything you have to do is for the name, for the sake of Hashem. So this is the first time that the Pesach actually refers to it as a Pesach. Before the Torah talks about a seh, a sheep, the bosor, the shechting, the carbon, but doesn't say the uh, Lashem Pesach. Here the Pesach is telling you, Pesach hu Hashem, that this should be all the things that you're doing over here is L'Shem Hashem, L'Shem Shemayim. So Pesach, this carbon, the first the Pesach is telling you Pesach, that it's a carbon which is called Pesach, because of the jumping over and the jumping, the Dilog and the Pesach. And the second thing is L'Shem, has to be done, everything L'Shem. Dover Achar, another interpretation, Derech Dilog Ukvitzer that the uh, service should be performed in a way of skipping and jumping. That it's not al-shem diluk v'psicha, but the work should be done. It should be done Pesach. It should be done in a way of Pesach. Derech diluk v'kvitza. Zecher, as a remembrance, l'shmoi shekori Pesach, that it's called Pesach. So, according to this, it's Pesach, it should be done in a haste. This is part of the Zrizus, like we talked about before, that Pesach, you should be doing it, as a uh, remembrance to its name, that it's called Pesach, which means uh, to, to, to jump, which means the idea of haste. The Gam Pashka, which is Pesach in, in Old French, the word Pashka sounds a little like Pesach, Loshen Psia is the expression of stepping over uh, I will pass through the land of Egypt on this night and I will smite every firstborn in the land of Egypt now this is um, what Moshe Rabbeinu is telling which Hashem is telling Moshe that he should say to the Bnei Yisrael. Before we read what Moshe Rabbeinu uh, was telling Pare from what Hashem has told him, Koyom Hashem, he was relating to Pare how he is going to smite all the firstborn. But this is Moshe Rabbeinu giving the instructions to the Yidin about what to do with the with the Pesach, and then he's telling them also that Hashem said, "Va'avarti Mitzrayim." I will smite every firstborn. May Odom Ba'ad Behemoth from man to animal. Rashi brought down before the Behemoth were their God. But then the Pasik adds over here, Ubachol Elik Hey Mitzrayim Shvatim. I will do judgments. Aniashem I'm God. Well, like I said, the Rashi said before that the Behemoth was 
uh, already the Der Rabbi Dezorah. We'll see what's added. Rashi will explain what's added to Bukhal Elohim Mitzrayim as a Shavuot Bani Hashem. What does it mean, Vavarti? And I will pass. A flash Kimelech Ha'ever Mimokim Lemokim. It's like a king who passes from place to place. And with one passing and one moment, they're all smitten. Meaning that it's not going to go one, two, three, but one pass. With one pass, he's going to uh, uh, take care of, of, of all of them. Um, I don't know if it fits in exactly with the Pesach and Dalek from Mitzri to Mitzri in between, but it's still it's with one pass. Kol B'chor Beretz Mitzrayim. It says, all the firstborn are in the land of Egypt. So, even other Bechayrus, the Pesach says, not even other Bechayrus, that they lived in Mitzrayim, or they found themselves in Mitzrayim, uh, they were smitten too. In the previous Pesach, we had specifically mentioned the Bechayrus Shivcha, and then Bechayrus Shvi, later on. But uh, here, we're adding also, uh, not in Shvi, but they're just regular Bechayrus, so they would also be uh, plagued. But Bamison, um this needs a little bit of explanation, because Rashi did explain why, for example, the Bechayr of the um, of the Shvuyim would be uh, also killed, their firstborn, Rashi explained, because they too were Mishabdim be Yisrael, and they too were happy. So, Perhaps uh, Rashi doesn't have to uh, explain it over here. He just has to tell you, because generally they were all happy for the uh, slave of the Yid, and they all deserved it. But the surprising thing is that this Lashen is actually exactly the same Lashen as in Posik Hei Perik Yud Aleph. It says there too, Meis Kol and Rashi doesn't find it uh, necessary to explain it over there. Bechayrus Achayim Bem Mitzrayim. It just brings down the Bechayrus Shvi and um, and uh, brings down the reason why the Bechayrus Shivcha and brings down why the reason of Bechayrus Behema. It doesn't say Bechayrus Mitzrayim Bechayrus Achayim Bem Mitzrayim. Maybe we only learn it out from this pasuk because uh, since it really says Meis Kol Bechayrus Mitzrayim. Uh, why does he have to say again? Uh, okay, something that needs a limbud over here needs to be looked in further. Um, this whole the difference between the first time and now that here Rashi says Rashi doesn't give a reason, and maybe the other reasons apply here too. And uh, now Rashi continues. From where do we know that the firstborn of the Egyptians that found themselves in other places? The Pasik teaches us in Tilum Kuflam Yud, Lamaki Mitzrayim Bivchareim. He smit the Egyptians with the firstborn, meaning no uh, exceptions. It didn't see, say there, Lamaki Beretz Mitzrayim, but it says Mitzrayim. So from Kobachar Beretz Mitzrayim means that they were in the land of Mitzrayim. Kobachar Beretz Mitzrayim. But the fact that the Pasik says Lamaki Mitzrayim over there in Tilum means that all Mitzrayim. It says, "Ma'odubat behema, zokrashi mishihischul b'poranus." One who begins the uh, start of the avera, mimen maschalos ha'poranus. From them, the punishment begins. Uh, 
Um, again, this is already not the first time which says Mi Bukhir Odom Bad Bukhir Bahima. Actually over there Lakatkhila there says Vakhil Bukhir Bahima. So maybe the Lashan the Rashi's bother is the Mi Odom Vaad from Odom until Bahima. So Trashi Mis Shahishu Bahveda, the one who began with the sin, Mimenu Maschalasapuranis, from them the punishment begins. Since it began with the Odom, the people, because the Bahamah, actually Rashi explained, not because they did a sin, it's because they were Oydim law. They worshipped it, so it was Avedizara, they used to pay Avedizara. But, um, you can also say that, um, when Rashi Mishi Hischil Bavera, as if the animals didn't Avera too, I mean, they didn't do an Avera. Or they became an Avera because they uh, became a Vidizara. So, Mishkil Men Men Maschal Zaporonus. And all the gods of Egypt. So, Rashi, well, we talked, we talked about before that the uh, animals were their gods, but they had the. Uh, I'm going to do judgment. Uh, so, you can say that the animal Bukharis were killed, died. But what does it mean in all the Egyptian gods? If it was made out of wood, it would rot. Uh, and, and if it was made of metal, it would dissolve. And it would flow to the ground. So the, um, the metal would flow to the ground. Um, it's very similar to the Loshan Apostolic that we had before. Umotor here it's the Teches La'oretz the motor did not, uh, Rashi brings down to Pshatim over there in the meaning in the Sicha and Chelik Vav Pashas Ve'ero, Sicha Beis the Rabbi discusses that whole Rashi over there motor L'Nitach Arzo Shvatim Ani Hashem I will do judgment, I am Hashem Rashi over here it says Es Shvatim, I will do Ani Hashem I myself, not through a agent. Basically, that Hashem Himself will pass through Mitzrayim, uh, and in the Mitzrayim, I will do judgment. The pasuk Vavarti is also Rashi placed himself on the words as if to say the Ani Hashem, I myself. Before we learned the word Ani Hashem means Neman Lishalm Scharu Neman to punish. But here it says Ani Hashem, in this context, I myself. And it's a Shvatim Ani Hashem. That's why Rashi doesn't say Dvavarti. But um, apparently it doesn't really go on there. It doesn't go on just on the Shvatim, it goes on the whole thing that it's Ani Ba'atzilah the Shliach. Pasidi Gimel Vahoya Adam Lachem, and the blood will be for you, La'is, as a sign. Alabotim and the homes that Shatim shown that you find yourself there. Vera Isi as Adam and I will see the blood of Pasakti Alechem. I will jump over you. So here, actually, the word Pasakti uh, means skip over. Rashi before had Medalig or Mekapets, but the word I thought that Medalig is more uh, Pasakti is more. Um, but here we see Pesach, the Aleichem, I'll jump over you. 
which is Moshe um, Medalig, also not Koifitz uh, jumping, but it's Medalig jumping over. So here we see the Pesachti Aleichem means that it will jump over. And there will be no plague to destroy, to destroy you. Will be no plague to destroy when I smite in the land of Egypt. And the blood should be for you for a sign. The dar should be assigned to you, not to others. Other other people couldn't see the sign. From here we see that the blood was given only on the inside, so other peoples cannot uh, see it. Um, and I will see the blood. So does God need to see the blood to know which house is a home that has a Jewish home that is doing the Pesach sacrifice in order to Pesachti? Everything is revealed before Hashem. But Hashem says, I'm going to pay attention, my eyes to see that you are occupied in my mitzvah, and I will jump over you. I will skip over, uh, and I will have pity. So, Pasachti means you'll jump over because you'll have pity. Or, uh, he sprang and rescuing. When the Omer psicha, every time when it says with psicha is an expression, loshin diluk ukvitsa, skipping and jumping. So it's both together. This jumping is psachti medalig hoya, upasachti means medalig hoya mibati Israel mibati Mitzri. He would jump from from the Jewish homes. He would jump over. I would jump from Jewish homes to Bat Mitzrayim. So you, how you stream is They were uh, reeling one inside the other. When the Yid were in the land of Goshen, they were basically in Mitzrayim, in the land of uh, uh, of Goshen over there. But within there, there must have been the Egyptians too. Shalom, Yisrael, Meshrei, Meshchanta, the neighbors, that guy, the Arabs, the 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 Egyptians. So I stream that together. Uh, they're jumping and uh, on both sides. Uh, and uh, uh, when we say that one who is psychim, uh, uh, which is lame, uh, can't walk. They go like they're jumping. They can't walk because they're lame, so they, they, they jump. Which means he he made him jump over and he escaped the being a Muslim and those who died. So Pasakti means to jump over in a way of protection, of uh, escape. There will not be a plague. Uh, but there will be a plague in the Egyptian. So, which means, even despite the fact that there is dam on the there is dam from the carbon on the on the doorpost and on the lintel, but still, if it would be a plague in the Egyptian, if there was an Egyptian in the Jewish home, you might think that he'll escape because there is the blood. 
That's why the Pasik is teaching us Negev. That there should be not in you a plague. But it will be, the Negev will be in the Egyptian that's in your house. But if the Jew was in the home of the Mitzri, the Egyptian, then I would think that he should be beaten like him. Because there's no sign of it. So the Yid, regardless, will be saved, and the Egyptians, regardless, will be punished if it was the Mechai. And this day shall be for you. As a memorial, and you shall celebrate it as a yontif, as a festival for Hashem, the day they say him, for your generations. Chukas uh, It should be an everlasting uh, statue that you should always uh, do this forever. Lizikorin uh, as a remembrance, lidoidis for generations to come. You should remember this day. And therefore, we should celebrate it. The day that is for you to remembrance, I mean, it's remembrance day. Is then you should have you should celebrate it. We don't know which day is the day that remembrance. So which day remember that we're supposed to make a chag? It just says you should be a make a chag on the day of remembrance. But which is ezel yemazikorin? That's why it says in, later on, Remember this day that you've gone out. So if you're remembering this day that you've gone out, it means that you're remembering that today that you've gone out. That the day of the exodus, the way they get out, that's the day of remembering. Because they're staying in that day saying, remember this day. So we're talking about the day that he went out. That's the day. So that's the day of, of Zikon. So which day did he go? Tavod Leimar teaches us, that they went out on the day after the Pesach, after the Korban Pesach, the day after the Korban Pesach. So then I would say, Yem Chamisha also be Nisan who shall Yom Tov. That the 15th day of Nisan is the day that it is a Yom Tov. Sharalil Chamisha also Achlos a Pesach. Because in the night of the 15th day, the Pesach, Ula Beiker in the morning, Yotzu, they went out. The Doire Seichem for your generations, Shemeani Miud Doire Shnaim. So the Torah, if we just said L'Dereseichem, minimally means two generations, plural, L'Dereseichem. So maybe two generations, they should celebrate uh, Pesach. So the Pesach adds, Chukas Eid B'chagua, Talmud Leimar, Pesach tells you, you should eternal statue, you should always celebrate it. Tezvav, Pesach Tezvav, Shivas Yomim Matzeh Yisteichelu, seven days you shall eat Matzeh. Um, so now we start with the mitzvah of matzahs. Before we just had the matzah of the night of Pesach, uh, but on the preceding day, the day before Pesach, uh, that's the 14th, you shall clear away all leaven from your houses. For anyone 
uh, whoever eats uh, leaven, so um, that uh, soul will be cut off from Israel. So this is the Isur Kodis, Torah talks to us now, severity of the punishment. First time we're dealing about Kodis over here. So that soul will be cut off if anybody eats chametz, And this applies from the first day of Pesach to the last day of, of, of the seventh day. So during the seven days that you have to eat matzahs, there's also a prohibition. And there's Kodis. Uh, Chometz. Anybody who eats chametz gets Kodis from the first to the seventh day. And for the seventh day, you have to eat the matzahs. Shivas Yomim. So Yomim. That's a kvutsa shal shiv yomim It's a group of seven days, consecutive days. Rashi already said before um, by um, uh, the Shivas Yomim were filled. Rashi before on Perik Zayin, Posik of Hay, when it says by the Maka of Dam, by Moli Shivas Yomim, of the Rashi also points out that it's Minyan Shivas Yomim. But there was another Rashi, where Rashi specifically went and brought examples that we were talking about a minion, about a, a number of... Uh, I'm actually uh, referring to the Rashi on Pasuk Chavbeis in Perik Yud, in this Parsha, when it talks by the Shloishus uh, Yomim. So the Rashi says, Shilu Yomim, and he says, V'chein zayin yomim v'chalmokim, sh'tayna yomim, that's the exact... Uh, French, like we have over here, the Shivas Yomim. I question what Rashi is repeating himself, but go right. Shivas Yomim Matzis Techelu. You eat for six days. But in another place, in Dvorim Tazayim Posikhes, it says, Sheishis Yomim Techel Matzis. That you have to eat the Matzis, you eat for six days. Um. So, Lomad al Shvish of Pesach, this teaches us about the seventh day of Pesach. Shein Chayva Lechel Matzit. That the Torah says six, Mele, seventh, you're not Mechuyiv to eat Matzit. And we're going to see what it means. There's no obligation to eat Matzit. But you can't eat Chomets. So, here it says, Shivas Yomim Matzit Techelu. And over there it says, Sheishis Yomim. So, so far we would think that seven, six of the seven days, uh, all seven days you could, some of the days you have to eat matzah, and some of the days you could eat matzah on the seventh day. Because the Torah excludes, says, Yom Techo Matzah, Lom El Ashish, Shepaz, Yom Techo Lechom Matzah, Ubil Vach Lechom, Lom El Lechom. But then we learn out, Menayin Avshish Rishus, but even the first six are optional. In other words, there's no obligation to eat matzah. You can't eat chametz, but there's no obligation to eat matzah. So the Torah teaches us sheishes yomim. What does it mean? Zumi the Torah. This is a measure the way we learn the Torah. Something which was included in the group, which is um, the seventh. The seventh was part of the group. Shvis shivas yomim. So the seventh day was part of the group of the shivas yomim, of the shteinishal yomim, of the, the the group of days. So she, the seventh day was part of it. And and then it went out, that seven days went out from the Klal, the Lama, to teach. 
So now the Torah says Sheishis Yomim, and the seventh day is out of the rule of the Shivas Yomim, to teach us what? That the seventh day is not a Chayva, but a Rishus. It's not mandatory to eat Matzah, but you can eat Matzah. You can eat Chometz, but you can't. Don't have it. So we say the measure is that it did not come just to teach you about itself. But it's coming to teach you about the whole cloud. So it's coming to teach you something about the other six also, since it was a part of the seven. And now we know that that seventh is a little different. Because the Torah says, So it's coming to teach us not just about itself, but on the Klal Kul Mashvi Rishus, Av Shishu Rishus, that is the six Rishus. So basically, Shivas Yom Matz Techel in our Pasuk would mean there's an obligation to go and eat Matzis. So the Pasuk says also, Sheishis Yom Techel Matzis, to tell you that it's not an obligation. Six days, telling you seven days is not a Chayva, and therefore the six days is not a Chayva either. So Shivas Yom Matz Techel means that for seven days you can't eat Chomets, actually, not that you have to eat Matzah. And Sheishis uh, Yomim is from where we learned this out. Yochel, maybe we can think of Laila Rishon Rishos, that also the first uh, night will be optional. As long as you don't eat Chometz, Talmud Laimar. That's what the Pasik teaches Lahalon later on, Pasik Yudches, Ba'erev Toichlu Matzis, the Nivni Shiv Matzis, Hakos of Kovi Chayvi, the Pasik placed it a mandatory. So, and this is not something that we can we can learn it out from before too. Better Techel Matzah, this is later on, but over here, we're talking about Lidori Seichem, this is, is telling him what you should do for generations to come. But uh, before, by Pesach Mitzrayim, already we learned that uh, the Eivishter told him that um, uh, they have to have uh, Matzah uh, that night. Uh, we learned that's uh, the, the Pesach, and then... Uh, so, but that was there. How do we know for the future that is included in the Chagu? That's what we're going to learn out from the Pasuk. However, on the first day, the day before, you should uh, remove this earth. This is talking about from the eve of Yontav. Why is it called the first? It's because it comes before the seventh. It's not really the first, it's one before the seven. We find something which comes before, referred to as Rishon. It's not the first, it's not part of it, it takes place beforehand. Like by Eve, Were you born before Adam? Were you born before Adam? So we see that over there, Harishon means before. Before, so Achba Yevarishnir means on the day before of the seven days Tashbisusir. Oyeina Larishin Shol Shiva, but maybe Itaka means that the first day of the seven. So then Tashbisu, Tamad Leimar comes to teach us in Shmuel Islam Dal Chovhei Loisishchat Al Chometz. Pasuk says that you shall not shech the carbon while you have Chometz. Loisishchat A Pesach. Don't shech the carbon Pesach while there is still Chometz in existence. So if the Chi was only by Yemar Rishen to take it out on this on the Yontev, so how is he going to shech the Pesach? Uh, because he there's still Chometz there. The Torah told him to shech the Pesach, so therefore we have to say 
that the Yemerishim um, means the day before Erev Pesach on the 14th. Hanefesh uh, that soul will be cut off, when the person eats the leaven while he is with the soul and his knowledge. Paratlonus, uh, this excludes one who commits the sin under coercion. If he was forced to it, then he's not responsible. Mi Yisrael, Nikros HaNefesh Mi Yisrael, Mi Karof from Israel. What does it mean, Mi Karof from Israel? Shemei Ani, you may understand this to mean that Tichnos Mi Yisrael will be cut off from Israel, Vetech Lamacha, go to another nation. Talmud Leimar, Mokamacha, another place it says, in Vehikr Chobet Gimam, Nil Fonai, from before me, Bechol Mokim Shudashusi, any place which is my Rishus, uh, which is my possession, my place where I find myself, um, that's where it's going to take place, the Kodesh. So there's nowhere you can't run away to another nation, to anybody else. Hashem will, will catch you wherever you are. Pasik Tazayin. But on the first day, so seven days, you should be eating the matzahs. Or not eating the chametz because it's rishus. However, on the first day of the seven days, mikra kodesh, so that should be proclaimed uh, as a uh, holy day. As a yom and on the seventh day, mikra kodesh also it's a holy uh, calling. Yilachem should be to you. All work cannot be done. Yontav, you cannot be done. First, Yontav, we're talking about Malachas, cannot do the work. However, there's an exception of work. Only that which can be eaten for all soul, meaning what's necessary to feed the nefesh, is there. That alone, that kind of work alone, Yehoshalachem, may be performed to you. And the Rebbe in the Sikhs Parshas Boyel Kutu Sikhs Chelik Yud Aleph brings down the Ramban that says that in this Pasik it says, Kol Malacha, it doesn't say Malachas Avaida, which would include all kinds of Malachas, because it says Kol Malachas Tam. And the Torah qualifies and says, but only Achshi Yehoshal Nefshtavadi Yehoshalachem. But by the other Yom Toivim over there, there is no. The Ferish Apostle telling us the Chol Nefesh, but over there the Apostle always says the Loshen, called Malachas Abvoida. And Malachas Echol Nefesh is not called a Malachas Abvoida. So basically, in our Apostle, the Apostle says, which gives us out the definition. What is Malacha? Achash Yechol Nefesh. And therefore, from this point and on, by the other Yom Tovim, the Torah doesn't have to say just Kol Malacha. It just says Malachas Avoda. And we know already that there's a Malachas Avoda, and then there's Malachas Hanoah. Cooking is not considered a Malachas Avoda, and therefore uh, the Torah of Matchila didn't prohibit it. Look in the Sikh Barichas there. Mikra Kodesh, Zakrashi, Mikra Shem Dover is a noun. Which means Kroiso Kodesh. Call it the call it call the day, call it holy. What does it mean call it holy? Lachiloshtiuksus regarding to eating. Simchus Yantav, Shtiya, eating and drinking, Uksus, and clothing to get dressed, you know, in honor of the Yantav. Loye Ose Bahem, it doesn't say Loyase, should not be done in them, I feel like they hate him, even through others. Cannot ask others to do for you. Kul that alone. Rashi, who? V'loy machshirov. 
in other words, the necessary work for food preparation, but not uh, not uh, not things that is necessary uh, to prepare the food. That you can do it before yontif. Uh, so when it says that alone may be formed to you. Um, we know that not those things that are needed for preparation. L'chol nefesh, for all soul. What does that include? Afilu lebehima. Even for animals. For even animal, you can do malachim. Vanyontif. Yachol aflu nachim. So you think maybe you can do even for goyim. Talmud loimar. Lochem. Therefore, the Torah says, Lochem. Um, that means that only for a yid, but not for a goy, you're not allowed to do Lochem Yontif. You should watch the matzis uh, to guard them, that they should become chametz. Um, um, now this this mitzvah shmiras matzis is is matzah um, This is for the first night, you know, where we have the shmura matzah or matzis in general. So it says, Ushmarta Mesamatsis, you should guard the matzis. for on this in the middle of this day, as we learn later on, exactly in midday. I took out your legions, Me'eretz Mitzrayim from the land of Egypt. So then you should guard this day, for the generations. So even though this is just uh, the rational way there is, it means two. Pasuk adds chukas oylam shvifa eternal statue. Shmarta mesamatsi zoktrashi shaloi yavoy ledechimutz that they should not become leavened. Needs the matzis need to be watched. Can over from we learn how tofach tiltesh b'tzayinon if it blew up he should need it in cold water. That is to be careful not to allow it to really rise. So that's what it means. Ushmat mezamatzis. And Rabbi Yeshu Eimer al Tikkun Koyde Samatzis El Samitzvus. He says Ushmat mezamitzvus, not the matzis, but the mitzvus. Kederach shemachmitzus samatzis, just like we cannot leaven the matzis by delaying him. Kachem machmitzim zamitzvah. We cannot permit the commandments to become leavened. In other words, to wait too long before we perform them. Elim boliyot chaseisum yad. But if it comes to your hand, do it immediately. So that's Ushmarta Mesamatsis. Then it says Ushmarta Mesayemazeh. That's guarding it from doing the work. Um, even though before it says already, Komlocha Lo Yosebahem is another Lochet, is another love. Shamar Pedna Al is a Laisasah. The Derisechem Chukas Oilam. So why again, before it said already, the Reseichem Chukas Oilam, so why again the Reseichem Chukas Oilam? The fish, the name of the Reseichem Chukas Oilam, Ala Mlocha, Ala Ala Chagiga, before it was said only with regards to the celebration. That's why he went and repeated and he learned it over here. Don't say that the warning of not doing work that is written in the previous passage. Is Leila Doris Namar is not for generation, Leisa Dor, so the passage adds over here too. Uh, 
is is obviously not connected to the derechem. I mean, always you got to guard the matzis, but there will be no reason uh, between uh, to make a distinction. So the the shmart is not uh, to guard the matzis; to guard the day. We need to remember it without doing malachim. The derechem chukas pasuk yudches. But rishayin barbaosayim lachaydish on the first day. Uh, on the 14th day of the month, so we hear the Berishain means not before, here it means on the first. Uh, on the 14th day of the month, by Erev in the evening. That means the night of the 14th. So that's Berishain, that's the first day of Pesach. By Erev Techlu Matzis, you should eat Matzis in the evening. Until the 21st day in the month, in the evening. That's when Pesach is over. Why do you have to say? But like Yom, it says already before and Tzvav that Pesach is involved for seven days. because it says days. Leilis minai, we know nights. Talmud loimar. That's why it says that Yom Echad Esrim. So we know that the seven days of the Matzis includes not just days, but it means days and night. Um, Sometimes Rashi brought down before we use the Lashon Yoyim when the Chodesh Hazelochem Rosh Chodeshim Rashi said over there he brought down the pasuk several days that it's Yoyim means Mamish Day uh, when it says the word Yoyim and that's why the uh, uh, Rashi explains it the Chodesh Hazel. And the word by Yoim, by Yoim is always meaning uh, during the daytime. And but over here, it says uh, the pasuk clearly says Ad just to include, also to include that all the nights are included. Pasuk you test Shivas Yomim for seven days. Leavening shall not be found in your house. So now we're talking now starting to talk about the issue of having leavening. Kichol Eichel Machmetzis. One who eats chametz, we talked about before about eating chametz. So that soul will be cut off from the Jewish community, whether it's bager or whether it's among the strangers and the native born in the land. Uh, bager means he comes living here. But that doesn't matter. So the ger means the converts, um, not. Uh, and Rashi is going to explain why we have to include the converts over here. So what does it mean, leaven should not be found in your homes? How do we know that the same ruling applies to leavening found within the borders outside the house? When it says the gvulim means just saying just in your properties. Talmud uh, Leimer, the Pasuk says later on in Perikid Gilm Pasuk Zayin, B'chol Gvulcha, which means throughout all of your borders. So, why then does the Torah write it in your houses? If it's us or just anything that belongs to you, in, 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 even, even in the uh, territory. Just, just as your house is in your domain, meaning that you own it, that you're in charge, you're in control, it belongs to you. So, also when it says. Uh, that you can't have leaven in your borders doesn't mean somebody else's. It means after yours. If the Jew has 
chametz of a goy of an anju, which by a yid and he doesn't take responsibility to have to pay back. So that means that the chametz is actually not connected to the Jew in any way. If he accepts responsibility, then the parsh the chametz is considered partially his because if he's not going to return to the goy, he's going to have to pay him for it. So there he carries responsibility. So that chametz that he's watching is a little bit the Jews also, and that's why he he's not allowed to hold it in his house. But if he's just holding the chametz of the guy and he doesn't have any responsibility for it, so then since it's not in his rishus at all, so therefore he is um, allowed to have it there. So when it says le'imotzi means just to tell you that you got to own it, it's like your house, and that you have to own it, it has to belong to you. Now the Pasuk jumps from uh, not finding the chametz le'imotzi to eating, for one who eats chametz. The Pasuk already told them before about not eating chametz, about Kodesh. So, Lanis Kodesh al Hasoir, to give punishment also for the leaven. Uh, to punish uh, with Kodesh uh, uh, for eating leavening. Uh, but we already punished for the chametz, actual chametz. You shouldn't say chametz, which is actually fit to eating onish olav, then he punishes on it. But here, soir, now the Pasuk adds soir, soir is leavening. Which is not fit for eating, then you should not uh, be punished on it. So that's why Torah say no, there's a chorus there too. If he were to punish for the leavening and not for the chametz, I would say, leavening that makes other things chametz, anashalov that the Torah punishes. Chametz mechametz, but chametz is not, it's only chametz himself, but it doesn't make others chametz. Maybe you're not going to punish. That's why he says both. Bager bezacharis. Why does Paras have to say beferish the bager and those who live in the land? Bezacharis doesn't mean uh, uh, born just because he was born in the land. I mean, he's Jewish basically, but it means uh, he comes, he's born there, he lives there. Fishanes nasa liyisrael because the miracle was done for the Jews, so that's why celebrating a miracle and the miracle took place for the Yidden. To play the Jews, so maybe the convert is not included. That's why you say he needs to include the gear. Pasuk why take Because it's in a way everybody was uh, freed Mitzrayim in the same. Uh, the Goyish soul too, and uh, they're also part of the celebration. Kol machmetzes loyseichelu should not eat any leavening. B'chol meshviseichem throughout all your dwellings. Loyseichelu b'chol meshviseichem dechol matzah. No, you should eat matzahs. Machmetzis means that makes something else chometz. Machmetzis. It makes chometz something else. So that's the soir. So, Lazhor alachila soir. Because before the Torah just said the punishment for soir. It says, Kikol machmetzis vinichritsa. Kikol oichel machmetzis. One who eats machmetzis. It didn't say. It says soir lo It doesn't say don't eat. So this is the warning as uh, Hora Lachilas Oir. and it says Kol Machmetzis, anything that makes Adam love is Tarubosi, also the mixture. Kol Meshesechem Pechlo Matzis, no, you have some Matzis, but Lamed, Shetayluch Lech Bechol Meshesechem Prat Matzis, Shinu Bechol Meshesechem Pechol Meshesechem Pechol Meshesechem Pechol Meshesechem Pechol Meshesechem Pechol Mesh